Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, thank you so much. Y'all help it to grow immensely, uh, so I appreciate that. For those of y'all that continue to support the podcast financially over on Patreon, thank you. And for those of y'all that leave encouraging notes online and different social platforms, uh, thank you. Very, very, very grateful for y'all's encouragement and support. And I hope y'all are getting something out of it. And I hope the nation is getting something out of it, even if just a little bit. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, your son, Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time that you're giving us to try and turn this country around. Thank you for your love and your forgiveness. Thank you for the people that listen to and share this podcast. Be with their families and them. Bless them. Give them a strong faith. Watch over our leaders across the nation whether it's the president, vice president, whether it's senators or representatives for states, governors, judges. Give them wisdom and courage. Give them guidance. Watch over our police, our law enforcement. Watch over our military, our firefighters. Be with those on the border, those overseas. Bring them home safe to their families. Thank you, Father, for all that they do. Thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. The ones we admit and the ones we don't, Lord. The resources, this wonderful land you've given us. Help us to focus on you, Lord. To focus on what's important each day. To do your will, to seek you first to love you with all that we are, to love our neighbors as ourselves. In your son's name we pray. Amen. And guide my words, Lord, please. Amen. We're going to go back into Harvard and education. It's been a while since we talked about that. So we read through the first couple precepts uh, from the rules and precepts from 1642 uh, recently. I can't remember. I think it was just yesterday. I'm going to read the second one again just because it's it gives you such a good idea of where education started and shows you just how far off track we've come here in America. Let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies is to know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life. John 17.3 And therefore, to lay Christ in the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. And seeing the Lord only giveth wisdom, let everyone seriously set himself by prayer in secret to seek it of him. 
Proverbs 2, 3. <clears throat> I mean, we talked about this last time, folks, but you, you just, you cannot have education in America in a Christian nation, which is the way that we were founded. Um, anytime you hear somebody talking about uh, America being a secular nation, uh, they're either pretty ignorant of history. Uh, for those of y'all that have listened to this podcast for a couple years, you know that. Or they've got ulterior motives, uh, designs, malevolent intent. So uh, a really gross ignorance or gross malevolence, one or the other. Uh, and you can see this here as far as education. So anytime you hear anybody, uh, no matter how good their intentions may be or they think they are, Anytime you hear anybody talking about fixing public education or fixing just education in general in the United States, and their very first priority isn't to put God and Jesus Christ back in the middle, like, for example, Fisher Ames, the man who crafted uh, the freedom of worship, religion, part of the First Amendment, the final form of it, you know, said that the Bible should be the primary textbook in education. And there's a number of others. We talk about them often. Uh, one of the ones I always like to throw out there, uh, just because the left tries to use Jefferson so often as the antithesis of having Christianity in our nation and in our institutions. You know, when he was actually in charge of the school districts in D.C., he chose the Bible as one of two primary textbooks to teach children reading. Uh, and so the idea that he would not want the Bible in education is patently false by his own actions. The third rule and precept, everyone shall so exercise himself in reading the scriptures twice a day that he shall be ready to give such an account of his proficiency therein, both in theoretical observations of language and logic and in practical and spiritual truths as his tutor shall require according to his ability, seeing the entrance of the word giveth light, it giveth understanding to the simple. Psalm 119, 130. <clears throat> so this is really in particular for us as Christians, those that claim Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If we're not spending time in the Bible, if it's just something we do kind of in passing, uh, for a couple minutes. Uh, a, we're not gaining any wisdom, insight, understanding. And it makes our path darker. But we can't give an account to others when they ask us about our faith. And, and it really is quite simple. We talk about this often, folks, on this podcast. You know, if you want uh, to be great at your profession, you work at it, and we know that. If you want to be in great shape, you work at it. Uh, you want to be healthy, you work at it. You want uh, to be good at athletics, you work at it. You spend time at it. I mean, just hours and hours and hours. The amount of time we put into each of these things I've named is just astronomical relative to, for most of us, our faith and our marriage. We want this great faith but we don't want to spend hours doing it. 
we want this great marriage, but we don't really want to put any effort and work into it on a daily basis. You know, one of the things, uh, oh, I'm going to murder this name just because I don't know the man that well. I mean, I don't even know of him that well, right? But uh, Jocko, Wilkow, something like that, I don't know. Uh, some Maybe some of y'all know the name based on what I just said. I think he was a SEAL, maybe. He was in some kind of special forces. And he talks about the importance of discipline and has a couple of video clips out there, quite a few actually. And he talks about, you know, discipline is doing what you know you need to do even when you don't feel like doing it, right? So you get up every morning at four or five or whatever it is, you don't want to do it anyway. Uh, you need to go run two miles. You don't want to do it anyway. You need to uh, study for that exam or look at this mission that you've got coming up and you don't want to do it anyway. You got to, whatever it is, you know, and that's his little litany is you do it anyway. Discipline, discipline, discipline. When you don't feel like it, you don't feel like practicing uh, martial arts. You don't feel like shooting, going out and practicing shooting, do it anyway. Right. And so, and we know this, I mean, even if we don't practice it ourselves in our profession or whatever it is, you know, sports, <clears throat> even kids, when you talk to them, they know, they know that the way you get results is hard work and discipline. You show up every day, you go to the weight room every day, you work out on the basketball court or the tennis court or the volleyball court or whatever, you know, you do it day in and day out. We all inherently know this. And yet somehow, when it comes to our faith and our marriage in particular, and really our kids kind of as a distant third there, but uh, we just we just drop the ball. You don't feel like reading the Bible today? Doesn't You don't feel inspired? Do it anyway. You don't understand exactly what God's telling you in the Bible when you're reading it? Do it anyway. You don't understand Proverbs or Psalms or some particular part of the Old Testament? Do it anyway. You're tired? Do it anyway. You don't feel great? Do it anyway. You have a million other things to do? Not more important than this. Do it anyway. Right? Your marriage, whatever it is that your spouse needs, whether they need you to do the dishes, right? Uh, laundry, help take care of kids, sit on the porch and hold their hand, have sex, whatever it is that your spouse needs, right? Oh, man, I've got so much other stuff to do today. No, you don't. Do it anyway. I'm tired. I just I just don't feel like it today. Do it anyway. Well, I need to I need to do this for work or I need to help the kids do this or I need to do this over here. Do it anyway. Well, I just I just did it yesterday. I can take a day off. I don't have to uh, be loving every single. Yeah, you do. Do it anyway. Right? Discipline. It's, it's exactly the same as every other field of endeavor that we have. Just do it anyway, folks. Third rule, or the uh, fourth, excuse me, that they, eschewing all prof hmm, profanity, profanation of God's name, attributes, word, ordinances, and times of worship, do study with good conscience, carefully to retain God and the love of his truth in their minds. Else let them know that notwithstanding their learning, God may give them up to strong delusions, 
and in the end to a retrobate mind. Second Thessalonians 2.11, 12, Romans 1.28. Uh, huge here. You know, if we don't study the Bible, we risk being susceptible to all these other false teachings and doctrines out there. That's why you see the problems today that you do in education, uh, across our country as a nation. We are not, you know, we don't know the Ten Commandments. We don't know the Beatitudes. We don't know the first and second principles that Jesus Christ, when he said, what are the most important teachings? We don't know Proverbs, the wisdom that Solomon put in there, the Psalms. We, we don't know these things. And so when somebody else then comes in and they say, well, you know what, this is, I know this is what we used to think, but this is probably better now and makes a little more sense. We go, oh yeah, man, maybe that does. Eh, you don't really have to discipline your children. You certainly don't need to uh, use corporal punishment. Good Lord, that's horrible. Well, if you don't read Proverbs every day where it talks about that, then you start to go, oh, okay. We don't really need to spend time with our spouse. We don't need to give them control over our bodies. As a wife, I don't need to be submissive to my husband. As a husband, I don't have to love and cherish my wife, nourish her as my own body. You know, that's, man, that's just asking too much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And we start to go down that path because we don't read scripture constantly. We don't know. We don't have this foundation. That's not our priority. Right. And then what starts to happen as a nation? Will our families start to break down because our marriages are breaking down and then our kids start to fall apart and then our schools start to fall apart and then our communities and state and nation and military and law enforcement and everything else starts to fall apart because we don't want to spend time studying God's word, particularly with our children in education. We don't want to have discipline each day in doing this, right? And these are the rules and precepts from Harvard, the first American college. This is where education started in America. This is how it was founded. This is what it started as. And it was before anybody else out there goes, well, maybe that wasn't such a good thing. Yeah, it was because what we've got today isn't not only isn't such a good thing, it's a horrible thing. We've made a disaster of education, a disaster. And truth, you really want to know truth, right? This idea out there, well, there's a lot of ways to heaven and God. No, there's just one, Jesus Christ. And he says that openly, right? So you can't be like, well, Jesus was a good teacher. That's not one of the options he left. He's either insane, he's a demon, or he's telling the truth. And he really is uh, the son of God Almighty, our Lord and Savior. I'm going to choose the last option. Uh, I've said that frequently on the podcast in the past. I haven't said it frequently recently. 100% though, uh, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. He's God incarnate. He died on the cross for my sins, rose three days later. The only way I get into heaven is through him, through his blood, through his sacrifice, for him dying for my sins. My only defense is him. Right? I'm a broken, fallen man. Do the best I can each day, strive to do a little bit better each day, but it's not good enough. The only way I get there is through God, through Jesus Christ, his son. And that's the truth, folks. And Jesus says that. He says, I'm the way, the truth, right? And so if we want to know the truth, we've got to have a firm foundation. 
in God, if we want our kids to be able to discern, right? You hear that word a lot today between Amazon and Hulu and music and, you know, Pandora or uh, Spotify, Netflix, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure I've left some off, but we want our kids to be able to discern, right? Even in our schools, we'll discern, you know, pick the good friends. Don't pick the bad friends. Well, how do they discern? If we don't teach them that discernment, and how do we teach them that discernment? How do we make it part of the very fiber of them, their being? Well, we teach them God's word because he's the one that made the very fiber of their being. He's the one that formed them in the womb of their mother. He's the one that knit the bones and the sinew, the muscles together, put the soul in that body. And so there's, there's a your soul resonates with the truth when you hear it, you know it, you can feel it. And so when we ground our kids in that, in our homes and in our education, that's why our founders knew that the Bible, Benjamin Rush, you know, he talked about that. The best way of awakening moral sensibilities in our youth is to teach them early the principles of the Bible. That's why our education is such a mess. That's again, no matter how good their intentions are, anybody that you hear out there whose very first priority to fix education is not putting God and Jesus Christ back in the center, it's already flawed. They may have a great plan outside of that. It may sound phenomenal. It might even work for a little while. But if it doesn't have God and Jesus Christ at the center of it, in American public education, it's not going to work. Really, any American education, it's not going to work, folks. Number five, that they studiously redeem the time, observe the general hours, diligently attend the lectures without any disturbance by word or gesture. <laughs> Tell you what, you want to talk to a school teacher about how many students disturb by word or gesture today, right? And you can't get rid of them anymore because we have uh, really idiotic plans like No Child Left Behind. Uh, that, yeah, maybe they had good intentions, maybe they didn't, I don't know but it was a ridiculous plan to start with and has proven disastrous. There's some kids that shouldn't be in school. They don't need to be in school. They need to be out working. And if for no other reason than that they're disturbing the ability of other students to learn, they shouldn't be in school. If you can't control yourself in a school setting, right? And again, school's not designed for boys. It's designed for girls. We've got a lot of changes. If the school day was drastically shortened, you would do away with a lot of these problems, discipline problems. If the school year and the school day were drastically shortened, right, you would end up getting rid of a lot of these disturbances. But nonetheless, if you make those changes and start to fix these issues and you've still got kids that just refuse to function inside a school, that's fine. Go out and get a job. Go find something else to do. You don't belong here anymore. We have students that want to learn. We have students that are going to be attentive, right? Like this rule and precept, studiously redeem their time, right? Observe the hours, attend the lectures, not any disturbance by word or gesture. And you've got to give principals the abilities to, to get these priorities, these rules back in school. You've got to be able to get rid of some of these kids and, and, you know, you say it like that and people go, oh, you just want to kick everybody out. You don't care about these kids. That's no, that's not true. Forcing them to stay in school. Those are the people that don't care about these kids. These kids could go out and be learning a trade. They could be starting there. They could be doing a heck of a lot better things with their time 
than being in a box eight hours a day. They could be spending time with mom and dad. They could be spending time learning carpentry, plumbing, hair design. I mean, picket, whatever, welding, it doesn't matter, ranching. Uh, there's a million things that these kids could be doing better than sitting in a box eight hours a day. And, and everybody knows that, or at least they should, somewhere in the back of their mind. We're just all too scared to do anything about it because we don't want to be the freaks. But you're starting to see some, and the school choice stuff is starting to push it, folks. At any rate, that's the end for today. We'll come back to it one more time. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.